Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. I, I always hated Kobe, okay? Always hated Kobe and always will. I can hate Kobe if I want. I think you'll find that people who don't say stupid stuff don't get a reaction from me that they would need root. But you say a lot of stupid things. I can hate Kobe if I want. What, what happened in Colorado? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Okay, right. Nothing happened. Right. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios. You say a lot of stupid things. John Granado and Dill Olale. What? What is his name? <laughs> you caught him from certain <laughs> Oh, I love that. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Reese is here. He's been waiting. He talking college football. Hey, Reese. Hey, uh, now I was trying to call in and talk about the Georgia players team. What I was going to say was, you know, I don't know if he's going to be able to stop that. Uh, the coach of Georgia or any of these college coaches. I know it's happening in Georgia, but that car culture that they got going, these dog challengers and and charging these scat packs and spinning their tires out in the streets and these parking lots. It's just a culture. These young kids are going crazy with it. And you got these Georgia players that are getting tons of money from their NIL deal. They're just going to keep buying the cars and keep doing it over and over again. So I don't, I don't know how any, it's a, it's a national type issue more than a Georgia problem. I know Georgia's taking the issue because they had somebody die, but man, it's just a, a problem all around. No, it I is, but it's a, it's a bigger problem at There are the, the number of, of uh, incidents now is really it's incredible. It's actually it's really bad. They've got a a, a culture there where Jalen Carter was ridiculous. He's he actually was involved in the whole thing with the death of the staffer and the, and the player, and he was racing them. and And it's but it's not just that one incident, uh, Coach. It's a it's a bunch of incidents, and maybe they're, they're happening at other schools, and maybe Georgia's just more highlighted because of how good they are. But it is certainly uh, it is certainly a problem at Georgia. I don't know about I can't speak for other schools, but hey, listen, I I drive fast. Kids drive fast. They love to go fast. They think they're invincible. Yeah, I I, I see your point, but it is it's it's re- unusually high at Georgia. Maybe Kirby Smart instead of having local dealerships give the players Dodge Challenger should give them like 2013 era electric cars. Put put cars who don't, yeah. don't have that type of horsepower. Latest ticket was to freshman Samuel and Pimba driving eighty eight and a fifty five on July eleventh. So whatever whatever they're doing, whatever Kirby's nebulous, we're doing stuff. We're looking into things. Stuff that he said in the clip we played didn't didn't help because you're one of your one of your recent signees is like I want to go eighty eight and a fifty five. Despite yeah. what you're trying to do to prevent me from doing that, right? I mean, I can't. I'm not going to be hypocritical. You like hypocrites, but I'm not. I'm a fan. I know. I'm not going to be hypocrite. I've driven 85 and a 55 before. So, Eight, well, this is 88 and a 55. 88 so he's got 55. you beat. He's got you beat. Yeah. Well, I've driven 90 or even more. Well, so. well, you would fit in right into Georgia, except for that whole. I would, except for that whole big talent thing. Like nineteen years old thing, yeah, right, and talent, yeah, right, fit. But th- your mentality would fit right in. Yep, yep, yep. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Switching gears. Daryl Morey was on the 
Anthony Gargano show. Anthony Gargano is a got a show on 97.5 The Fanatics in Philadelphia. And here is Daryl Morey talking about the James Harden situation. James is a very good player. And right now, unfortunately, he does prefer to be somewhere else. I do have a long relationship with him. Yeah. I'm attempting to honor that. Um, but the reality is, if we do look at a trade, we're going to, it's going to be for one of two things. It's either going to be for a player who continues to help us be right there, like we were last year, uh, up 3-2 on, on, you know, one of the best teams in the East, the Celtics. Obviously, we didn't get it done, but James was a big part of why we got it to 3-2. Um, or we're going to do it for something where we get enough, uh, you know, draft picks and things like that in a deal such that we can then turn those into a player who is as, it can be a running mate with Joel as well. But if we don't get, you know, either a very good player or something that we can turn into a very good player, then we're just not going to do it. So, what, but, but, okay, so I, again, I don't feel like, and James has said it's, uh, we've, I'm not coming back. And James can put on the fat suit again. James can work his way out of there. James can make it an untenable situation, which he's, which he did here. And where, you know, you're, you're forced to trade him. Those are the questions that look, we don't have access to the entire interview. And thankfully they're not a local station or we couldn't play the sound. Cause apparently that's illegal. Yeah. Thankfully they're out of, out of the market. It's Philadelphia. That's not, that's not illegal. It's a radio station that we're playing their sound and we're crediting them. But it's not illegal because they're in Philadelphia. That's what I've learned this week, for whatever reason. Yes. Stupid-ass radio rules. The, qu- the follow-up question is, what if James pulls what he did in Houston? What, yeah. if, what if he pulls... Which he probably will. What if he puts on the fat suit? Or, or what if he does what he did in Brooklyn when he, on the court, stopped trying? That's why you were able to get him for Ben Simmons and a couple first-rounders. Because Brooklyn needed him out of there because there's evidence of a game where he legitimately just stopped trying. Those are the questions you ask. And then, because Daryl Moore now, it's all theoretical. Well, we're going to try to get what's best for him. And if we don't get it, we're just going to sit him. You can talk about that in the offseason. Yeah, you held on to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons didn't play. He wasn't a problem. He didn't, either he stayed away or just sat there. But James will take it to another level. And when he does that to you, I don't think, I would assume Daryl Moore didn't think James would do that to him. But I think James would do that to him if he doesn't get his trade. Because he's given him the entire summer to trade him. And if he's still yeah, on the roster. Him, but trade him. I mean, James, uh, okay. So players just think, okay, and James is one of those. Just get me out of here. Just trade me. Well, you got one year left on a deal. You are 34 years old. You are. I, I, I'm not sure that I want you long term. I'm not going to I don't know that I want to come to a contract agreement with you and if I don't what am I going to give up for a one year guy that that has never won anything Well the Clippers want him and the and he wants to, that's where he wants to go so he has a spot in mind it's just the Clippers are saying he wants out we're not going to give you a star for him why would we do that we want him to help our stars we're not going to give you one back for him No so that's that's Daryl Moore's problem James only wants to go one place. He only has a year left. So if you trade him someplace where he doesn't want to be, he's going to be a problem there, and that and the teams know it. It's a lesser situation than Damian Lillard thing. That's not getting as much. The hard one's not getting as much attention because Damian Lillard 
whatever has captured the news and his his staunch stance the heat has been a bigger story but james is the same way i want la trade me to la and the clippers are saying much like the heat why would we give you a lot when he all he wants to do is play for us and Daryl Moore is going to hang on to him and i think if he does and james harden is a is a sixer in september and going into october he's going to make it as difficult on Daryl Moore as he did with the rockets and try to make it untenable. And we'll see if, if Daryl Moore is going to be like, you know what? You can sit there all year. We'll see if he did it once. I don't. We'll see if he does it again. Uh, yeah, he's going to do it again. He doesn't want. And it's it's uh, it's got to be heartbreaking for Daryl. The love of his life. Aw. James is the love of Daryl's life. basketball life, at least. Yes. And for him to want to just be, I don't want to be around you. This has got to be. Well, if he. Pulled what James, what James Harden is alleging he's pulling. James Harden feels like you kind of lied to me, man. Yeah, you said we we're gonna do you're gonna do something. I I came back, quote unquote, less money, and we we're gonna figure out a deal. And then when when I asked for it, you were like, no, because well, you're old, and you fell well, off. We, well, we we'll figure out a deal, but it's not gonna be what you want. Well, whatever they agreed to beforehand apparently much like the they might not have agreed to any numbers well, see here's the thing is i know this about daryl if he tells you a number he's going to give you the number then what could he have said to james hard to okay, make james well, don't Harden worry think we're going to was... take care of you we're going to take well, care of you let's let's so do was... this now we're going to take care of you taking care of you for according to james harden might be different than taking care of you according well to... they should have been much clearer with each yes. other because daryl moore was very clear with chris well Paul. i know i know that i know that Daryl would not give you a number without giving you that money. Well, he did it with Chris Paul, and if he didn't do it, and if James let him off the hook with, we'll take care of you, that's 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 poor by James and his agent because they would have had experience watching Daryl Morey give a yeah. wink-wink to someone and then get the deal done. I don't know why you would have I don't know if you know him. that's illegal. I'm just, I'm just saying. Well, you just said if Daryl Morey says it's illegal. Number, much like me watching Rockies baseball games somehow, some way. But, uh. But if Daryl Morey, if James Harden and his agent allowed Daryl Morey Moore to be generic about, hey, we'll take care of you, that's poor negotiating on their part. It feels like they thought they had a number in mind that was clear to both sides, and now that they're not getting it, he wants out. And I think they both deserve it. They deserve what's going on they, between uh, these two. Uh, I, love it. I love what's going on. And by the way, Philadelphia, you're in for it. It won't be long. In two years, you're going to be the Rockets from three years ago. Uh, Keith wants to talk about the James Harden situation. Hey, Keith. Hey, guys. Love the show. Um, so the, the Clippers don't want to give up Terrence Mann in the deal. I'm seeing a lot of reports on that. Are you are you keeping Terrence Mann for, for James Harden? You know, I'm hearing Terrence Mann in a first for possibly Harden. Terrence Mann, Robert Covington in a first for Harden. But Terrence Mann isn't a star. He's a really good role player, a young player. Um, you know, does a lot, had that big playoff series against the Jazz, but I kind of feel to get over the hump, I kind of feel like you got to, you got to part ways with man for Harden. And what do you guys think there? Thanks. I think the Clippers are in a position where, why do we have to give up Terrence Mann? That's it. They they got all the leverage. Particularly because it's July 19th. Why do we have to give up Terrence Mann? Why would we give up someone who we think is going to help us win? Because... James, all he wants is to be with us. There is no, he doesn't want to be anywhere else. So until it becomes, until it gets to a breaking point where maybe James relents, that's what Portland kind of wants with Dame Lillard, for him to relent on his demand. Until James Harden relents on his Clippers demand, 
the Clippers aren't going to offer Terrence Mann because they don't feel like they need to, and it's a battle of wills. And like like we talked about, Dermore has shown he'll wait. I just don't know if he's going to find another sucker. Like the Nets hmm. were a sucker. Yeah. They're like, oh, two first round picks and and yep. and Ben Simmons. Of course, they had Kyrie and and um, Durant, so they thought, okay. Maybe we can get Ben Simmons back, and the fir- the two first round picks will help later. Of course, now all everyone's gone, and Ben Simmons remains. But I don't know if he's going to find another sucker for James Harden. We've seen his deal. I don't know why the Clippers are so all in on James Harden, other than because they have injury concerns with their two stars. But what le- legitimate contender would want to give up anything of value for James Harden when we know what's going to happen in the playoffs? Taking a break, seven three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Glenn Davis is going to join us at the bottom of the hour talking a little soccer with uh, what was going on with Messi, the USWNT, and uh, and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo made a little news this week. So we'll talk to him about all that. Plus, we got a, a friendly coming up here next week, right? Uh, so we'll do that on the other side right here on, or, excuse me, at 830 on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Right now I'm talking about HRP, HRP.net, 281-880-6525 is HRP.net. I just was texting Chris Fisher. Chris is a, uh, a great guy. He is, uh, helping run the place for Mike Holly. Mike Holly is the Coog, Chris, Chris Fisher, a, an Aggie, but it doesn't matter what school you go to. If you want that great, great, great. We love what they do for us as far as the payroll goes. It's perfect every single time. And it doesn't matter if you have salary, you have commission, uh, you have hourly, whatever the case, however you're paying your people you, in multiple ways. It just doesn't matter. We have all of those things here, and they take care of it every single time. The technology is second to none. Their HR help is second to none. We have used them before. We've had HR issues here, and we've had to use them. Um, but here's the deal is, and, and I keep saying this, and listen, these other admin uh, places – they're really, really, do you think that they're as big as they are for, uh, or there's a reason for that is because with your benefits packages, they force you to take those, what their, their benefits packages are. And they, they it, that's just a throw. No, no, no. We're going to do your benefits packages. Here they are. And then they're making all kinds of money on that. HRP ain't in that business. They're in the business of HR and payroll. And then they give you choices, which best for your business on all the benefits packages. That's the way we do it. That's the way they do it. This is perfect for us and it'll be perfect for you don't play that game where they're going to discount the payroll and then stick you with their benefits packages don't do it go with hr and p hrp.net 281-880-6525 or hrp.net we're espn 97.5 and 92.5 thriving on chaos i'm here to kill chaos that's my chaos I'm going to make this fast because John has a tea time and Lance has more NFL work to do. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the trench. Get in the trench. 821 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776 is the number if you'd like to get in here. Lance and I talked about this, uh, I think it was last week. Daniel Kelly is uh, he's a former scout for the Jets. And he writes a lot of stuff. And he writes a lot of crazy stuff. And he just likes to get attention. And he has Caleb Williams, the USC quarterback, who is the consensus number one overall pick. He has him as a second rounder. Okay, He's got Spencer Rattler as his number one quarterback. And Drake May, number two. Your favorite. Well, Drake the Drake May thing is ridiculous. Might even be more ridiculous than the Spencer Rattler thing. <laughs> You're such a hater. So... 
so he's got Caleb Williams. Now, he does make some points. Uh, number one, he had 113 rushing attempts, okay? Um, his average release time is poor. He had 113 rushing attempts, and he averaged 3.5 yards per carry. He also was sacked 30 times, which is not – that's a that's a lot. And it was the, their offensive line was graded third in the country by fo- pro football fo- focus last season. So why is he running that much, and why is he taking that many sacks? He does hold on to the ball. He does. He tries to make plays. It's one of the things that will be looked at as a negative, and you can't do that in the NFL. You can't get away with that. We'll hear that quite a bit. He – but second round, that's a rough grade. That's rough. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I appreciate you standing out there and get, getting, getting them clicks, sir. But that's rough. Second round grade for Caleb Williams when everyone thinks he'll, he is going to be the number one overall pick. Hey, hey, you don't have to go. He is going to be. The you number. don't have to go with what everyone thinks, and maybe you'll be right. Maybe he'll be a fir- maybe. Maybe in term, not his draft status, but maybe you're right that he's a second round type talent as far as all the. All the non, all the things that don't pop out, like maybe he does do things that would downgrade him in some people's eyes, but he's not going to be a second round pick. No, I, if he goes doesn't go first, I mean it would be ridiculous for him not to go first anyway. He can say he do, he believes he's a second round quarterback, but also say he'll go well, well he'll go he first could, overall. Well, he could. Well, he's also saying, hey, Robert Robert Griffin the third was the second overall pick, and he's got a, a, some of them the same characteristics one of them is that he's injured he's going to be injury prone because he doesn't know how to get out of bounds and he or slide and he's taking a lot of hits unnecessary hits which is the same thing that happened to robert griffin the third and he's not great his ball placement thrown down the field in 14 games he threw five interceptions and uh, managed 35 pass breakups which is 2.5 per game it's just better than cameron rising and spencer rattler and the same as quinn ewers uh, but worse than Florida State's Jordan Travis, Cameron Ward, and Drake May, all of whom he had first round grades on. Um, so there is a there is a chance that you know Caleb Williams, if he does hold on to the ball, listen, it's going to get at the college level, especially USC, and he had some receivers there, and he's got a, a really good offensive line. If it's had, happening at USC, is that a red flag for the NFL? I thought that about Baker Mayfield when he was when he played at Oklahoma. There was no one ever around him, like throwing the football. I thought, hey, isn't that a question mark that he never throws from a dirty pocket? He never has to navigate a d- dirty pocket. Now Caleb Williams creates dirty pockets because of the way he plays the game, and he's always looking for the big play. It's difficult to put that on the quarterback because your offense is really talented. You would say now the NFL mode is yes, his his offense may have been really talent, really talented in college. You know what we're going to do? We're going to build a really talented offense around him. You look at all the guys who are successful. The one guy currently who doesn't have great wide receivers, who's a top quarterback, is probably Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't have great wide receivers. He has a great tight end slash yeah. wide receiver, and but, he proved he can win without Tyreek. Yeah, but he came into the league with Tyreek Hill yeah. and Travis Kelsey. So that's how you build a quarterback. You put them around great pieces, and then you allow them to flourish, and then when they get to their highest level, then they can do stuff without them. So I wouldn't knock, I wouldn't knock him for that. No. Is it going to be unfair to judge C.J. Stroud this year with the weapons that he has? 
I think so. I think there's going to be that. Too. I think I think there. I think that's an issue for any young quarterback. You look at all of the ones who have been successful, whether it be immediately or when you or a couple years into in the, into their career when they when they started to build talent around them. Joe Burrow had had good wide receivers early, and then he got hurt his first year, and then they drafted Jamar Chase, and we've yeah. seen what's happened for them. We know Justin Justin Herbert has, has had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams when they when they can both stay healthy from the jump, and Austin Eckler as his running back. That is how you build a quarterback. You don't like the thought was build the line, then then get the weapons. It's not that way anymore. Sure, you want to have a, a line that's good enough to keep him from being pummeled. Uh, hint to the Dolphins, but um, but you want the weapons, and then you get all the other stuff. And and CJ Stroud's going to suffer. I mean, Kenyon Green's fine, obviously. They, the line's great with Kenyon Green there, but then but the receivers, Mechie, okay, we'll see. Robert Woods. Mm. No, I mean this is a this is the worst receiver receiving room in the NFL. It's now, I tell you, Mechi and Tank Dell can change it. Nico is is what Nico is. I, 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 that we, we were talking about possibly seven touchdowns and nine hundred yards. They need a number that one that would put him in a top twenty receiver in the league. I get and is Nico if Nico does come if Nico comes up with nine hundred yards and seven touchdowns. It'll be a breakout year for him. It will be, but all those young quarterbacks have a legit number one. And the Texans, Tank Dell, whoever, John Mechie, Nico, there's not a legit number one wide receiver, and that's what they need. And that's why the Marvin Harrison Jr. thing will be will be will be a real shiv if it becomes if they have a top three pick or top two pick and they can't draft them because they traded it away. Yeah, I, I, you need to stop talking about that. What you brought it up first? Yeah, well, I don't need I don't need that in my life right now. Uh, Eight twenty eight. We got a break because uh, Glenn Davis is going to join us on the other side to talk a little uh, USWNT, and uh, we've got Real Madrid and Man U coming here right next week. Yeah, Real Madrid because they always do this. They made a big signing, Jude Bellingham, young English player who who people were wondering when that when they when he would eventually get leave Dortmund and he has he'll he's supposed to be Real Madrid's next greatest stars. We'll see if he plays here. You sell the product by giving him some minutes. So, yeah. You you're going to have big names. It's it's the US has become a market you try to grab yeah. every every summer and that's happening again. Yeah. And you know what's going to happen while you're there? You're going to drink Coors Lights. Because because <laughs> they have Coors Lights there. And if you're somebody that that is going to enjoy a, a game while you're enjoying the game, you want to be, you want to keep chill. And, and Coors Light does that. Do you think there were any Coors Lights consumed yesterday? The answer would be yes. Do you think there will be Coors Lights consumed today on the golf course? The answer is yes. Here's the deal is if you're looking for a great way to keep Texas chill, it's Coors Light. It's cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing. It is the world's most refreshing beer. That water in Colorado is second to none. And it makes it taste different. It is just different. It's not that crappy Missouri water. No, we don't need that in our lives. It's Colorado water, which is just, I mean, it doesn't get more refreshing. It makes a difference, people. Plus, Coors family has been doing this forever and doing an unbelievable job. They're awesome at this whole beer thing. The Banquet Beer, Coors Light, all of them. It, they are fantastic. So if you're looking for a great way to keep Texas chill in this 100-degree weather, you do it. You see your mountains are blue. Your mountains will stay blue. Put a koozie on it, all right? Keep your mountains blue and be refreshed with cold, clean, crisp, refreshing Coors Light. Keeping Texas chill.
ESPN 975.com. Fighter of the Night, man. You're a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Welcome back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Summer can be a little slow in the world of sports, so to speed things up a little bit, this is the Meth Segment with John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Glenn Davis, host of Soccer Matters, play-by-play for the Houston Dynamo, joining us again this morning on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, old friend, how are you? Good morning, guys. How are you, John? Good to hear your voice. Great. You can settle an argument for us. Okay. Okay. Okay, the Bulls of the mid-90s, greatest accomplishment by any of their kids. Steve Kerr's kid is the... No, I, he, I got his title wrong. He he is an assistant coach for the Santa Cruz okay. Warriors. Steve, Kerr, Steve Kerr's kid is an assistant coach for the Santa... Santa Cruz Warriors. Santa Cruz Warriors. G-League team. Uh, okay. Dennis Rodman's daughter plays for the U.S. team in soccer. And she's and she's good. And Michael Jordan's son is dating Larsa Pippen. The greatest accomplishment on, of, for any of those See, Glenn, kids. Because I'm not a I'm not a I'm not him. I was going to say because they both they both play college ball. He says dating Larsa Pippen is a sports accomplishment. I'm going to go with Trinity. <laughs> I'm going to go with Trinity Rodman. I'm going with. See, you're not doing it right if it's not sporting. Okay, so. Dating Larsa Pippen That's, is the greatest sports accomplishment. No, potentially playing in a World Cup is a greater accomplishment. Oh, okay. Which one, Glenn? You be the, the arbiter. Well, having having seen only one of the three and being the host of a soccer show, i got to go with Trinity Rodden. Okay. She's a phenomenal player, and she could be one of the breakout stars of the Thank World you. Cup. I, I win. See, well, but I, the judge was biased. Well, you okay, asked. He needed to recuse himself. You should have You should have asked for a different judge. This I should have recused myself because you put a soccer person in the three choices. That's, that's right. That's right. That's uh, That was my problem. Okay. So, I, 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 frankly, I'm going to call for a retrial. Um, so, Glenn Davis is with Okay, let's let's start with the, the, the women. Glenn, going for number three in a row here. And pretty damn good. The last we'll see of uh, Megan Rapino. Uh, this team is is special. Tell us about. Give us give us a, a, the lowdown. Who's the biggest threat to the women this year? Well, I mean, you got you got the Netherlands who played in the World Cup finals against them. You always have uh, Germany and and a number of the European teams. Australia, the host nation, is going to get another boost. But I think you know a couple things for. The American fan to focus on, the U.S. is going for a fifth title, a third in a row. Um, so they basically won 50% of the World Cup titles. Now, before we get too crazy, it only started in 91. So I think we have to kind of factor that in. But the U.S. women have really, I think, from the early years, um, taken the sport to another level and, and shown the world that uh, it's it's great for women to be competing in athletics. There's nothing wrong with competing in athletics, and I think they've really spurred other countries on to, to grow the game. Um, what do they got? they got Vietnam, the Netherlands in their second game. That's the one to focus on. And Portugal should advance out of this group. I hope the Vietnam game is not like the Thailand game of the last World Cup where it was 13 nothing, because those games remind us that there is still a void 
uh, with some of the teams in the World Cup, uh, of, you know, from the bottom up, looking at the top teams from around the world like the U.S. They're the favorites. I hope it's not like the Vietnam War, too, because we lost that one, too. So that was yeah, that wasn't good. That, that wasn't that was wasn't it. great for America. You're no, right. That You're was, right, that John. I, I imagine we're like fifteen and one. I imagine this one will go better for us if we're if we're keeping a scorecard. Glenn, John mentioned it. Mega Rapinoe's last World Cup. We've seen the transition to a younger squad. No Becky Sarbrun, partly because of the injury. Christian Christian Press not going to play because of an injury as well. How many how many World Cup debutants do you expect in the starting eleven to open up? Oh, there's going to be a a number of them. I mean, look, uh, I I think what's exciting about this Women's World Cup team, which is similar to the men, is, you know, when the men got eliminated, we were all, uh, you know, people were jumping off the ledges, sponsors and everything. But the cleansing and the acceleration of player development was a huge thing to to the point where now we're looking at a men's national team that we're going, wow, this is the best national team we've ever had. Well, I think the same thing's going to happen with the women. So you're going to learn... I think the country's going to learn about names like Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, you guys mentioned, Alyssa Thompson, uh, Savannah DeMello, uh, Alana Cook. These are names we're going to hear about, and they're going to be the, the basis of the women's national team in the future. And, and, you know, you're going to see the Alex Morgans of the world, the Alyssa Nayers. They're going to be there in big roles. Um, but I think you're going to see some of these younger women really – uh, emerge to a point where, you know, you're going to go, wow, we're going to be watching them for uh, a number of years. And Julie Ertz is another one that's there. Rose LaBelle, I think there's a big circle around her because they need her to perform. Uh, but that, I think, is the exciting thing. And that's the beautiful thing about national teams. They rebut themselves. Which player's parent is going to cause a controversy when <laughs> <laughs> after the World Cup is over? Are we going to avoid that in 2023? As opposed to what happened in 2022, we don't have one of we don't have one of those parents, do we? You know, <laughs> you, 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 controversy. What do, you, what do you what do you mean? I don't know. Uh, clearly, just joking. I don't imagine there'll be a Gino Gio Reyna no, we'll hope complaining not. or a father. Well, or look, I mean, complaining about their, play, their kid not playing. Magnified. These are humans. Um, the desire to play in these things, I get what you're saying now. The desire to play in these things uh, with, with agents pushing things, especially, you know, it's probably on another level on the men's side right now because of the money in the game on the men's side. But, you know, these are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that can change people's lives. I mean, the, the, the struggle, the competitiveness, the desire, the want to be on a World Cup roster and be in rarefied air is un- unbelievable. So, you know, we all know humans can reach... Points where they do things competitively that they probably shouldn't. I think some of that is, is obviously very natural, and pressure does strange things to people. So, um, you know, that's the beauty of the World Cup. You got to wait four years, and you're going to get a lot of great stories and exciting and interesting and crazy things that happen. Glenn Davis with us, Soccer Matters here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What does uh, Messi introduce? What does Messi mean to the to the uh, MLS? Well, this is crazy. I mean, I've been talking to my friend Michelle Kaufman down there. and You know, this is another bump uh, for MLS. I mean, you're, you're going to get people out there saying this is going to change it forever. I'm, I'm having gone through the, the, the Beckham and Pelé uh, coming to America, you know, you have to keep this all in perspective. But he's absolutely blowing it up. Uh, Jorge Mas, who owns the franchise, says his value is going to double in a year. 
from six hundred million to one point three to one point five billion. That's what he claims. Um, there is a messy effect. Adidas can't print the jerseys fast enough. Tickets are going to thirteen hundred per ticket. Uh, you got Argentine painters flying flying into Miami, painting murals on the building. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's it's off the chart. They got more Instagram followers now in Miami who nobody knew of than any NFL or, or Major League Baseball team. So it, the influence is crazy. He hasn't kicked the ball yet. Potential he may play on Friday. Uh, listening to Beckham and Tata Martino, the coach, I'm not sure about that. Um, you know, they got to be pretty careful. But MLS has got a moment that they can seize here. So what does this mean? Does this trickle down to Houston? Does Houston go after now another big star? Uh, you know, who knows? Um Time will tell, and I think that's the beautiful thing of bringing him here. But you brought the most recognizable athlete slash celebrity, I believe, on the planet uh, here. And the sideline for me is, and this is the last thing I'll say on it, I love this guy's humility as an athlete. That, that He came here. He didn't take the Saudi money. He came here for family and lifestyle. There's no question. He's also said yesterday he's come here to compete. But... I think the fact that the world can see an athlete, you know, we got the better of the two when it came to him or Ronaldo, whoever was coming to MLS. We got the better of the two because we, we got an athlete of humility, and, and I absolutely love that. We don't, we don't push that forward enough in today's sports world. Um, speaking of Ronaldo, he said this week that, that this is the last place he'll play. He won't go back to Europe. And he feels like uh, European soccer is really going down at the pr- Premier League. It's the only good league left in Europe. Uh, some guys have gone over, and, and Saudi uh, soccer is pretty darn good with some of the guys that have defected over there. you agree with him? Of course not. Well, why would I agree with uh, – no, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, I respect him. He's an incredible player. Um, did not have the shelf life of Messi. You're watching the story of – one, how to exit and end your career gracefully, and how not to. And he blew it up ever since he threw his teammates under the bus at Manchester United. Um, I think he's having a hard time seeing Messi get all this attention, personally. Uh, yet, you know, these two guys drove each other during their careers, right? It's kind of like Jordan and Bird, right, from a perspective of U.S. sports. So um, I think he's just... I don't know. His feelings are hurt. He's in Saudi Arabia, and I don't. I don't agree what he's saying. Soccer is always going to be where the money is. The money's in Europe. Glenn, to Glenn's point about Inter Miami's Instagram, they out they outnumber the combined Miami Dolphins, Miami Heat, and Marlins Instagram accounts with the Messi signing. Bringing 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 Messi over, you combine the Dolphins, Marlins, and Heat. And Inter Miami's Instagram has more followers <laughs> since Messi signed up. Glenn, the reporting has been interesting because if we talk about what European reporters have mentioned, it's always is it going back to PSG? Is is a is a Barcelona reunion going to happen? There was never any real credence given to Inter Miami until it was almost too late. As opposed to South Florida reporting saying this was real. When did you believe that Messi going to Inter Miami was a real thing? I believed in 2019 when they were pursuing him that this could always be an option based on lifestyle. 100%. I, I don't, I think a lot of people felt like that. You, you know, it's hard for us to imagine maybe at that time, but 
you know, the PSGs of the world and the big clubs of the world. I mean, he's been there, done that. How much intensity and scrutiny do you want your whole life? And we all know that Messi's kind of a rare bird in that he is, he is an incredible family man with his kids and his wife. He's already been seen in a grocery store down there. So, he, you know, normalcy and lifestyle is a big thing you, you gain when you come to, to Major League Soccer. I mean, this guy can't walk the streets in Paris and probably anywhere else uh, that he's played, Barcelona, Argentina. He goes back, the guy can't even have dinner. So this is, uh, I, I believe it was always possible. Because of lifestyle in the United States. What uh, speaking of Man U, what are we expecting next week with Man U and Real Madrid? Well, we're expecting a huge crowd. Uh, it's the summer of soccer in Houston. This is going to be fantastic to have these two brands here: uh, Manchester United, Real Madrid. I think you're going to see some new players. Obviously, uh, Mason Mount is signed from Chelsea with United. I think they're going to finish the Andre Onana signing. Um, it is pretty close to the start of their season, even though their first team guys only started reporting back this past weekend. And, um, you know, look, I think that's always the really cool thing to see new star players integrated into these teams. But Houston's going to go nuts for this. Houston will be a destination for a lot of people, just like World Cup 2026. Next week, when Real Madrid and Manchester United get here, you'll see the passion of the game and the excitement. And you're going to see a lot of Real Madrid. And Manchester United jerseys in Houston, that's for sure. Yeah. Are, there, are we going to see the stars? Is Vinny? Are we going to see? I don't know. What more yeah, I think, I think you'll see. Um, I, I think you're going to see some of these guys to an extent. You never really know where everybody is. But, but you know, they, you will see stars, no question about it. And you'll also see future stars as, as well. I'm going to wear my Real Madrid jersey there. I got, I got, I got. Well, John, you have tr- tons of experience with Madrid. Uh, I, I know they uh, they escort you in when you go to the the, the Bernabeu. They escorted me out. They didn't escort me in. They escorted me out. We're going to ask you to leave, sir. Yes, we're going to need Please. you. Going to need to ask you to leave. <laughs> yeah, that, I don't get escorted in anywhere, Glenn. I get escorted out. Um, that's usually my that's my mo. That's Glenn Davis right Scored here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Soccer matters. Right here in the city of Houston, and it's because of this guy right here, Glenn Davis. Well, it's great talking a little uh, a little soccer with you, Glenn. Thanks for joining us, and let's do it again soon. John, Dell, thanks for having me on tomorrow night's show. I'm looking very much forward to it. There'll be a lot of really good stuff on it. Thank you guys for oh, having me. There he is, Glenn Davis, right here, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. ESPN 97.5.92.5. Five. Five. I'm hungry. The Krusty Krab Pizza is the pizza absolutely from the veritex community bank studios it's john and lance and the same five guys who always call oh yay have you seen boxing in a phone booth no it is so it's a phone booth that doesn't have any glass in it so the referee is right outside these two guys back to back and then they turn around and start fighting and the punch it I mean listen there ain't no running around uh, the the uh the ring avoiding any con these they are wailing on each other in a phone booth I'm just trying to think how much power you can generate uh a lot this in the, guy in is the phone out booth. this guy's out. 
Okay. It's a different, well, certainly a different type of boxing, but it's a different type of approach. Because, there's a lot more action. Yeah. There no, like you said, there's no running, there's no hiding, there's no clinching either. Which no. might have been help, helpful for the guy who just got knocked out. <laughs> yeah, he would have. I mean, he looks like, oh, he just gets pummeled by this other guy. He looks like the I other guy looks a, bigger. It's like one of the phone booths you see in England. Yeah. So how, red, those red ones. I wonder I, how much space is in I there. I wonder how many kids know what a phone booth is. I'm sure they've seen an old movie. Maybe. But it's not the, the ones we know. What, what, like you, It's the, gla- the glass, and it's gray, and it has the, the blue phone sign. It's not one of those. It's uh, what you would find in uh, jolly old England. And some dude took one right on the chin and out for the count. I wouldn't do that. No. How much money? Why are you doing that? RJ? I mean, they have Bo- regular boxing gloves on. Boxing, so, in, a, boxing yeah. in a phone booth. How much would it take? Nothing. There's no amount of money. 5000 That feels like a lie. There's no amount 5, of money. 5000 And everybody has a price, yeah. but I, I don't know. I'm just I'm not a fighter, so I don't want to get in a, a phone booth with and somebody. And just get pummeled. Yeah, you do have to match now, that you other gotta, person. You, you have to throw punches back, RJ. Don't oh, listen, that. I, like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw hands, but I don't want to. That's the thing. But for five, ten thousand. But will ten thousand, ten thousand for a win, or just ten thousand for making the appearance? Because that'll change the way you fight. Like if it's winner take all, I'm not doing it for winner take all. I got to have a guarantee. I got to be like live. I got, you mm-hmm. got to guarantee me a check before I get, <laughs> yeah, right. get into the phone no, booth. I ain't doing no winner take no, all. No. Hells no. Hells. And it feels like that is a sport where th- there's not a lot of people you're going to be able to get, but you would make it winner take all because. No, I ain't doing that. It feels like that's a sport you make winner take all to up the intensity of fighting in the phone booth. Yeah. No, I ain't, do- I ain't doing that. I, I I just ain't doing it. Um, So. This is a little well. We got we got that sound. We got Draymond sound. Do we have enough time? Do we have enough time to get this in? So he was what podcast was in? Do we know what Pat podcast? Bev Pod? He was on Pat Beverly's podcast. Um, Draymond Green <sighs> apologized. He was sorry. He was a bad teammate. He shouldn't have done it. That was last year. Now that Jordan Poole is gone, and Dr- Draymond got his extension, and Draymond got or his, his extension, his money. Draymond won. He's still with the Warriors while Jordan Poole is gone. Here's here's Draymond. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time, and you you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody on my team triggering me. You know, in a in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We we you know we know. You know, things that you have to stand on. I don't just hit people. Well, you do hit one person. Well, you did, though. You yeah. you hit him. But he's saying he was with cause. Right. Which wouldn't hold up in a court of law. You can't, no matter no, what no. he calls you, you can't punch him. No well, person. there is, the court did rule that there is something called fighting words, right? So so what were the words? The Well, you have to look it up. We'll have to get the decision on that. But there is. Hmm, I'll have to look up what words are allowed or what what words can prompt someone to punch you and to be okay? Well, I I think that there are there are certain words that could pr- prompt that well, can initiate le- a fight legally. I know right. words can get, like, everyone went to high school. Everyone went to school. Right. Words can start fights. Understood. But what would what would make you well? I mean, it's no, it's no different on a team. Sure. That, it's a little different with all the salary involved and what it means to punch a teammate. It's a little different than fighting some guy 
at school. But Anthony Poole, who is Jordan Poole's dad, mm-hmm. in what appears to be a now deleted tweet, um, he quote tweets in Chaplinsky versus New Hampshire. Uh, the Supreme Court established the doctrine, the doctrine of fighting words, a type of speech or communication not protected by the First Amendment. Well, we did. The, I would like to know what the words are, so I know what I can say in New Hampshire and can't say to get punched. Words by by their very utterance inflict injury or tend to incite an immediate breach of the peace. Those are fighting words, and maybe Jordan Poole, maybe Jordan Poole initiated the punch to the face. Look, we know there are words. That there are no nos. There are words you can't say, and I, and I almost feel like it's restricted to the male gender. That there are words you say to a man, and all right, yeah. Look, I, I'm not even really a fighter. I don't want to fight you, but now I have to. You said something, so you we're forced gonna, me. We're going to gonna have to do this. You there forced are, me to. Those words do exist. Right. I, I would agree. I just didn't know there is now some legal standing behind getting that done. But Anthony Poole is the 1942 uh, is when this was established. Well. Not, not now. Hasn't been updated since, apparently. Right. But Anthony Poole said this off the back of what Jeremiah said. Anthony Poole is, is the father of Jordan Poole. Of Jordan Poole. Yeah. Right. According to at Warriors World, which is one of the one of the Warriors Twitter blogs or, or sites, at least, I'm going to stand on this, and that is some BS. JP was his guy, Jordan Poole, was his guy, and he avoided me all last year. He is a soft-ass bitch, and I'm standing on this, and he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he lame, and me and him can meet anytime he want. That tweet no longer exists, but it was screenshot by Warriors World. So that's Jordan Poole's dad apparently responding to Draymond's words. Unless he was hacked. Or unless someone screwed, just, you know, faked fake the screenshot. Right, right. But that is what Warriors World found, and he said that Draymond... Green, and I quote, at least I'm quoting Jordan Poole, our dad is a soft-ass bitch, <laughs> according to Anthony Poole. And they'll meet any time. He'll meet him Who any time. Anthony Poole. I'm probably taking the 6-6 NBA player over Anthony Poole. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm Anthony. looking at a picture of Anthony Poole. Is he? He's out of shape. Is he? He's a big guy, but he's out of shape. I'm taking Jordan. I, I don't for, know for what kind of punch he's packing. Yeah, he only has to catch him once. That's, That's true. All. That's all. But I would take, well, I saw the punch that Draymond had, and. Jordan Poole took it. There's, there's not, not well. Who's the who, who's the big guy, the fat guy that's the heavyweight? It's a not. It was Butterbean, but there's another one now that's. I don't know. Oh, Anthony, Anthony Ruiz. Anthony Ruiz. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he don't look like he's yeah, but in he's that a, great of shape. He's a boxer, though. Right. He's, that's actually his profession. I don't, I don't know. What I don't Anthony know Anthony Poole, Poole does. does. Yeah. yeah. Anthony Poole might just walk or go to bars and just start well, fights. I don't co- know. He coaches basketball. He does. Wisconsin Playground Elite Coach. I'm not sure what that means, but that's in his that's in his uh, pro- okay. Twitter profile. It doesn't say it doesn't say vigilante. <laughs> it doesn't say fight random it fight don't starter. Soft ass bi either. Well, he he said it about Draymond, but it does not say that in his profile. No. And he did tell Draymond he can meet him anytime. He can meet him anytime. The two can meet up. They can have lattes or whatever, or fight. Not it sh- doesn't matter. Don't think lattes are on the. On the I, menu. I don't. You don't know. You don't it know. Seem like it. When he called him, a, when he preceded that by calling him a soft ass bitch, I don't, I don't think he was going to drink lattes with him. That's not what I do. I don't drink lattes, but if I call someone a soft ass bitch, it's not because I want to have lattes. We ain't with drinking them. lattes. No. Okay. I don't know though. You you don't know. Uh, time for us to take a quick break. You we do know that. Seven eight zero three seven. Did you read what, what our good buddy? No. 
texted us. What did he say? Oh, yeah, I he saw did that. a would you rather. What a terrible thing to say. He's the worst. That's the worst. We got to take a break. Don't go anywhere. ESPN 975.com. If you want in, you have to audition. Hi, I'm Carrie Dubeck, and I'm reading for the role of man at party who smells fart. 